We're the sheep. We've uh, come into the sheepfold through the door. That's what we looked at last time. We come into Jesus is the door, and we've come into the sheepfold, and now, now what? Now we're going to find out what Jesus is all about. We're going to find out what he, how he tends his sheep. You see, Jesus said, and we'll look at it in John chapter 10, verses 11 through 15. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I'm glad he said good. Because you see, there are some that are not. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Did he do that? Yes, he did. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. That's what I told the church that I'm serving. I said, listen, I'm not a hireling. I'm a shepherd. And my responsibility to shepherd the sheep that God has given me. And I'm not going to run off because here, here comes trouble. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so that's what a hireling would do. I'm not, he'd not stand around. Just, uh, you know, I can go find me a job somewhere else. That's what he would say. But no. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, Jesus says, and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. He gives up himself for the sheep. I, I, footnote here, pastors, that's who you are. You're a shepherd of the sheep. Lay down your life for the sheep. You don't belong to you. You belong to Jesus, who is the good shepherd, and you are the shepherd, the sheep that he has given you. And that means you're going to lay down what you want. And you're going to put it down and shepherd the sheep. So, that's his we scope. A hireling does flee from protecting the sheep and providing for them. He's not going to do it. He's got too much self-preservation. I'm going to save myself out of this thing. I'm not going to go through it. He's going to act as one uh, who's going to preserve one's own existence. I'm looking out for me. I'm looking out for me. The first appointment I was in, a guy came down and said, uh, Frank, let me teach you uh, how to rise up within the system. You see what that says to me? That's the person that's looking out for himself. And that, that wasn't me. I, I didn't come to be a pastor to look out for me to rise up within the system in the Methodist church. No, I didn't come for that. I told him, no thanks. I'm not here for that reason. So that's what a, a hireling would do. Now, what does a good shepherd does? He tends, leads, guides, and feeds the sheep. Wow. Yeah, he's going to look out for the sheep at all times. He's going to protect them from the wolves. Yeah, from the enemy that try to come and eat them up and try to come and devour them. He, he knows his sheep. He knows the ones that he has come to take care of. I know every time I go to a church, it's easy for me to learn names of the people. I know them. How do I know them? Because they sit in the same spot every Sunday morning. 
And that, I'm, I'm serious. This is how I learned the people of the church. I, I know where they sit. And I can look and say, that's where, you know, Sam is there and, and Joan is over there and so forth and so on. That's, I know the sheep. And the sheep know me. The sheep know Jesus. They know who He is. And He gives His life for the sheep. Now, we, and as I said in the pastor, we have the same responsibility for our sheep. So, how can I understand what the Good Shepherd will do? I'm glad you answered that. I'm glad you asked that question because, you see, it's very easy if you go to over into Song 23. <laughs> oh, you don't know what that song is? Yes, you do. You learned it when you were a kid in Sunday school. Song 23, that's where we're going to be, along with some other scriptures. But that's where we're headed now, Song 23. You're there. That's the main, main foundation upon which we're going to build about the Good Shepherd, the Good Shepherd. Hallelujah. The Lord is a shepherd I shall not want. Is that what it says in your Bible? That ain't what it says. It says the Lord is my shepherd. See, it's personal. Jesus is my shepherd. He's your shepherd. Make it personal. My shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not lack for anything. So he provides everything that I need. That's what Philippians 4.19 says, doesn't it? But my God shall supply all my need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So my good shepherd supplies the need of His sheep, me, for his, my need to be met. He will always provide. He never fails. Hasn't failed me yet. Why? Because He's a good shepherd. He's always looking out for His sheep. Praise be to God. Well... Uh, uh, I just a side note there. I heard a, a story of a of a missionary who went to uh, to a particular country, and all way out, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And uh, he began to minister to a particular group of people and minister to a particular man. And and, and he told him about this: uh, the Lord is my shepherd. You know, I shall not want. He taught him. He taught him to to be able to say, the Lord is the the Lord is my shepherd. He said, now remember, that's just five words. They had to remember it on your fingers. So he went back later, went into this house and saw a picture of this man that he had taught that to. And and they and I, he asked him, now, how um, how's this man doing? And they said, uh, well, he, he just died here recently. And they said, well, there's something very... Uh, odd about his death. We can't understand. Maybe you can help us understand. When when we when they found him, he was holding onto this finger, the ring finger. And why would he do that? Because the Lord is my shepherd. See, he made it personal. And he knew that even when he died. He's going to be with his shepherd. So you got to make it personal. Make it personal. Verse 2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. 
Well, I don't know about you, but I don't like to lie down in grayish grass. But a sheep, <laughs> a sheep needs something to eat, right? Needs some food. And what is best for the food? Green pastures. That means it's 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 grass pastures of tender grass, just perfect for them to eat. And that's what we need to come and partake of the bread of life, the Word of God. He feeds us. He nourishes us. It keeps us alive. It keeps us healthy. Because, you see, we're eating the right food. We're eating the green pastures that He takes us to. <laughs> There's a lot out there to eat, isn't it? There's a lot out there that people are saying, this, 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 you ought to eat this, you ought to have this, you ought to know about this. But Jesus said, I want you to come and eat of what I tell you, and you're going to live. You're going to be in health and prosper in your life. So he wants us to eat the right kind of food. Then it says that he leads us beside still waters. Remember Matthew 11:28. it said, Jesus said, listen, I want you to come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. You see, that's what still water is all about. The shepherd would carry the sheep to still waters just to relax, just to take it easy, have peace and rest in their life. Is that what you need? That's what the good shepherd would do for you. Yeah, I've got so much going. Calm down. Just come to Jesus. He's the shepherd of your life. He'll give you the rest that you need. That's what he said he'll do. Well, you know, sometimes we can get too busy in ministry too. <laughs> and boy, we need some rest. But you can have rest in the midst of ministry. You see, it's internal. And it's up in your mind. That's where the rest is needed. And you can still care about the, the ministry, the, the mission that God wants you to be involved in. But you're not going to torn, torn apart because the Good Shepherd gives you rest. Now, what else? He restores my soul. Oh, boy. He keeps me from anxiety and worry. Mm, boy. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and following. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 and following. Therefore, we do not lose heart. <laughs> For the... Our outward man is perishing, but the inward man is being renewed day by day. We're not going to get upset. I mean, this flesh may be just, just perishing, but nah, but I'm being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. So what we're going through is for our benefit. Hmm. That's what I told someone just this afternoon. And said, listen, what you're going through right now, you may not like it, you may not enjoy it, but God's got a reason for it that He'll 
carry you where He wants you to be as you get through it. And He'll have you exactly where He has assigned for you to be. So you may be going through something. Don't worry about that. He's restoring you. He's getting you to the place where you will not worry or have anxious moments. Hallelujah. So, that, that doesn't seem good when you're going through it all. But you've got to see something beyond what you see. Did I say that right? <laughs> you've got to see beyond what you see. In other words, you've got to see where, what God sees. Hallelujah. Well, let's go on here. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Well, Psalm 37, verse 23. Oh, come over here. Psalm 37, verse 23. We're going to get there. Here we go. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. <laughs> and he delights in his way. He, God, delights in his way, the man's ways. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man. Who would that be? One who has, has been in, his, in the righteousness of God. You see, Jesus has taken my sin and given me his righteousness. And I, he, God is going to make sure that every step that I take will be what he wants. Maybe what he wants. Oh, you see, this, it, it, you're, you're justified. You're not guilty of anything. And we're, we're, you're walking in God's pathway. Every step is ordered by God. So, okay, God, where are you taking me today? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. For his namesake. You see, for His benefit, for His glory. Not for my glory. No. He's not doing in me. He's not carrying me for my glory. He's not showing me where to go for my glory. It's all for Him. Everything is for Him. Alright. Verse 4 of 23 uh, song. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Now, I know you don't feel that way sometimes. You, you don't ever walk. And there's no darkness coming. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The devil's going to try to make your life so dark that you can't see. He's going to put, try to put fear on you. Try to make sure. He's going to put anxious moments and try to do everything he can to disrupt you. But God says in 2 Timothy 1.7, He says, he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So even in the midst of darkness, I have no fear. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though it looks like it's getting worse every single day, doesn't make any difference. I am not going to fear. I fear no evil because He has given me power and love in a sound mind. That's what I needed. Praise the Lord. Well, oh, let's see what else. He, oh, he. What does it say? Uh, you, you are with me. 
Yeah, we know that he says, you know, he never leave us nor forsake us. But how would you like to be a person that's in charge of a whole nation? <laughs> you ever had that? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, you've always wanted to do that. Sure, yeah. Uh, Joshua had that problem. Then wasn't a problem, but what am I supposed to do with these people? I saw what he did to Moses, and what are they going to do to me? Well, Joshua 1, chapter 5, um, chapter 1, verse 5, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. God talking to, to Joshua. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> be strong and of good courage. For to this people you shall divide us, divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Only the strong and very courageous you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Oh, praise the Lord. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night. And it, it, what it's going to do, it's going to make your way prosperous and have good success. Hallelujah. Be strong now. Be strong now, Joshua. And have good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hallelujah. Even though you're going to walk through some dark times, God is right there with you. He never leaves you nor forsakes you. Hallelujah. Whoa, I think we could stop there and just be blessed the rest of the day. Well, there's more to it. And probably we don't want to get into the next one. Uh, your ride and your staff, they comfort me. Okay, uh-huh. I like the staff part. That's really good. <laughs> but what about this ride thing? Well, uh, I'm a good boy. I'll never do anything wrong, you know. Oh, sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Dream on. How about in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 and 6? And you have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as to son. My son, do not despise the chastening or the discipline of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. Lord, why do you have to love me so much? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever said to your child when you took out something to spank them with just maybe oh, you just a little tap on the behind and said I'm doing this because I love you uh, no and they're saying don't love me that much please daddy don't love me that much but see he loves us to the point that he wants to correct us because we're going off in the wrong direction he wants to set our life straight so that we can better follow Him. And thank God He does that. Oh, glory to God. I thank you for your correction today. Uh, you ever prayed that? 
<laughs> Try that. Lord, correct me when I'm wrong. Do that to me because I need to straighten up and fly right. Hallelujah. Then the staff part. Oh, I like that part. The staff says it brings me back in line. Isaiah 59. Isaiah 59. Frank, you're going through a lot of these scriptures. Yeah, that's all I know to do. I mean, what else is there? I can't tell you anything. I just let the Word speak itself. Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so he will not hear. Your sins, you've been separated from God. It's as if you separated yourself from the flock, from the sheepfold, and now he takes the staff. All right, come on back in, Frank. You're straying off in the wrong direction. He takes that staff and brings you back in. And so uh, how do I do I do that? Well, uh, how do I get back into the sheepfold? First John 1 John 1.9 says, If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So all the stuff you're beginning to go off in the wrong direction, He takes you back in when you say, God, forgive me. I have gone off, gone astray. I want to be back in to where I belong in your sheepfold. I don't want to stray again. Thank you for your forgiveness today, Father. I thank you for the cleansing power of the blood that cleanses me from all the unrighteous acts that I've been involved in. Oh, thank you, Father. Well, thank you for the staff. Hallelujah. Oh, what else? Oh, the staff that they comfort me. Now, wouldn't I like to be comforted every single day? You can. How do I know you can? Well, because you see, He gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is known as the Comforter. And the Holy Spirit is the one that can comfort you every single day. I don't know about you, but I talk to Him every day. Holy Spirit, thank you for being here today. Thank you for making a real, in my life, the, the power of your Spirit, the power of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lead me and guide and direct me today, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, He comforts you. Jesus knows we needed it, and he sent the Comforter. He said, it's the one exactly like me. So it's as if Jesus is right there. Yeah, he is, through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, comforting us. Well, oh, I'm getting ready to fly out of here in a minute. Uh, verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So what does the shepherd do? He says, in the midst of all the enemies, I'm going to give you an abundance. Isn't that what Jesus said in John 10.10? 10? The thief comes but for the steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and that more abundantly. See, in the midst of the enemy, he has given me abundance. Praise the Lord. He's got it all laid out for me, an abundant supply. He anoints my head with oil. I have the anointing that he needs, the anointing of the Spirit 
to be in ministry. In the ministry. That's what I told a person this, this past Sunday. And I told this person, listen, you've got all kinds of things going on in your life, but what you need to do is to be in ministry. Don't think about yourself. You've got the anointing of the Spirit to be in ministry. Go do that. Minister to someone in need. And what your problem is, God will take care of it. He'll work it out. So I, I, we have the anointing to minister. Don't wait till you feel right. No, just go do it anyway. Hallelujah. Well, whew, my cup runs over. Mm. Isn't that what Ephesians 3.20 says? He's able to do exceedingly above what I ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Not just get by stuff, but an overflow. My cup overflows. And that's what Jesus said. Listen, I'm going to tell you about this Holy Spirit thing. This Holy Spirit is going to be like this. It's going to be like rivers of living water just flowing through you. And that's what he said in John chapter 7. Rivers of living water just flowing. It's, that's not a, a well that you dip down into to get some help maybe once in a while, but it's going to flow. It's going to be overflowing in you. Can you imagine that? I was reading something today in, in, um, in a devotional, and it just grabs hold of me that God wants more for my life. He wants more. He, you know, when uh, Elijah was getting ready to leave, Elijah, Elijah said, now what can I do for you before I leave? Elijah said, I want a double portion. And that's what he wanted. And that's what the Holy Spirit was telling to me. He said, I, I don't want you just to have a portion. I want you to have a double portion. Thought, Hallelujah. Oh, to overflow, to overflow. Whew. I'm going to overflow here in a minute. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. <laughs> Here we go back there, there again. Isaiah 58, 8. Yeah, we got somebody following us. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 58, 8. Then your light shall break forth like the morning, and your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Every single day, I make sure, I remind myself that I got on the armor of God. But every part of the armor of God is funnel. What's behind? I've got a rear guard back there. Who? Uh, goodness and mercy. Amen. Now follow me. I remember the first first time I felt that really for sure. I was uh, pastoring a church in Doran, Georgia, and I, I the pastor was right next to the church, and I was walking from from Doran over uh, from the church over into the parsonage, and I turned around and said, "Someone following me?" And he said, "Yes, I am. Mercy and goodness." I really felt that. I felt like somebody was following me. And mercy and goodness were following me. And that's what... they always following you wherever you go. You're never, you're never without anything. And, and in Deuteronomy chapter 28 says, When you obey God, 
they have blessings that just overtake you. I mean, just you know, it's going to run up to you and go, there they are. Because they're following you wherever you go. Know that you are always protected by your good shepherd. Always he's watching out for you. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Song 95, we'll finish there. Song 95. I just preached on this Sunday. 6 and 7. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God. We are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. We are in His family, dwelling in His family forever. We are the people of His pasture, the sheep of His hand. So today I pray for the Holy Spirit to reveal unto you how you are being tended to by the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd at all times. Get into Psalm 23. Look at it in detail for your life. Don't just quote it. Look at it how it applies to you. That's what the Good Shepherd does. The Word of God says you have a Good Shepherd. Let Him lead you, guide and direct you, provide for you now and forevermore. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, God's mercy.